welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 272, and welcome back to my front porch. Uh, it is absolutely beautiful out tonight, but today, not so fun. 93 degrees out, super hot, and what did this fool decide to do? Well, here's the thing. Patty... I don't know if you're married. Uh, my spouse loves, Patty loves to make lists. And uh, it's actually pretty helpful for me. It keeps me on track. But uh, she made a list for me. She's had one going for a while. I need to do these berms. So we have in Arizona, we have something called flood irrigation. It's really cool. Uh, basically for like $70 a year, I open up this huge, I don't even know. what It's like a huge water faucet in our backyard. And uh, it only happens in the kind of older houses. Our house was built in 1949. And so, but in order for that to work out accordingly, you have to have these berms that kind of keep the water away from the house and to kind of direct it where it needs to go. Well, uh, I decided to take this on uh, last summer and I haven't finished it. And so she's like, could you just finish it? And today was the day I was like, I have to get this done. And of course, it's the hottest day of the year thus far here in Phoenix. So <laughs> I was so sweating fool out today. Uh, ben, my son, went with me and uh, found some free dirt and kind of put it in the back of a pickup truck, brought it home and put built some berms. <laughs> I feel like a farmer. <laughs> like I feel like a farmer, but I'm a city, I'm an urban farmer, or a city farmer. I've uh, got it done, but yeah, it was pretty hot today. But tonight, holy cow, no fire tonight. It's like perfect temperature, just really, really beautiful. Uh, I hope you're doing good wherever you are. I hope you're enjoying the weather wherever you are. Like getting outside, going for a walk, it's starting to get to that kind of time of year. Some of you in the Midwest that have been in hibernation it is time to get outside and go for a walk uh i just i don't know what it is but the outside there is so much to explore there's always something going on i don't know if you're like me but i'm a people watcher i love watching people and i like this time of year because people just kind of are out and about and uh i don't know spring feels a bit like there's an excitement like things are new flowers are coming out like we have the shrub that i that's right out here in the front porch that is starting to kind of grow back a little bit it was like kind of dormant in the 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 winter time here which isn't too cold here obviously but for some reason this thing likes the heat so it's all of a sudden starting to grow so it's kind of cool it's like new life it's like resurrection is all around us and i love that even in considering that man we are heading towards easter this moment where we remember uh, Jesus's last days, his death, his resurrection, um, and then uh, his appearing to, to the disciples and those who are following him after that. And it's an exciting period, time of life. So, you know, if you're struggling, if you're hurting, if you're confused, go outside. And maybe you don't feel like resurrection, but I want you to know resurrection's happening all around you. Get outside, go experience it. It's going to uh, really, really, really help set your heart set your mind in the right way, uh, in the right direction as the day comes for you. So um, thank you for all of you who continue to listen to this podcast, continue to donate. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm in the process right now of working on a website. And a part of that is uh, hearing back from a lot of you and just wanting kind of a more convenient place to, one, 
kind of find where episodes are. There'll be some features there. And then also uh, making it a little easier for those of you who really do want to give to the podcast or buy the devotional. Um, So a website is coming. It is coming. The goal is to have that by the end of April, is to have that done by the end of April. So that's the goal. That's the goal is to get that done by the end of April. So thank you for all of you who continue to to care for, support uh, this podcast. It helps me do stuff like that. So, okay, our passage. I I told you a while back that I've been in the book of Job, uh, diving deep into the book of Job. We're going to be teaching it at our church um, this uh, summer. And so I'm uh, starting to do a lot of study ahead of time to kind of get ready for that. And man, oh man, that book. It's just really hard and really beautiful. And and so I'm just kind of grabbing onto some passages and reflecting on them. And this one really got me, Job 13, 5. And it says this, Oh, that you would keep silent and it would be your wisdom. Uh, Job 13, 5. Oh, that you would keep silent and it would be your wisdom. You know, you've heard so many stories about Suresh. If you've listened to this podcast for any period of time, you've heard about Suresh. Suresh is kind of is one of my close friends. He's like a spiritual mentor to me, and we spent a lot of time in India and, and in the States together. Um, just love him so much. Actually miss him a ton. Haven't seen him in three years as a result of everything has been going on. But um, a few years back, I was really going through some difficult things and just struggling and I'm a fighter. I'm a three on the Enneagram. I'm a fighter, not in like physical fighting, but I want to solve something. I want to get it done. I want to move forward. You know, if I, if I believe in something, if I'm convicted about it, I will just keep, I will beat a dead horse. I will do that over and over. And I was just so deeply troubled um, and, 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 and kind of wrestling through like, what do I do? I'm so frustrated. I'm so confused. And so I call Suresh up. I'm like, Hey man, like, what do I do? I just, I, I just, no matter what I say, no matter, it just, it's not, nothing's working. And I don't know what I'm, I don't know what to do. And I'm frustrated. And I said, what, what should I do? What do you think? And he took a long pause and he says, Hey, Jeff, I need you to shut up. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I need you to shut up. And I was, I wanted to be like, what? That's the word. And then I realized like, it's pretty solid advice. Like he was like, I need you to trust the Lord. I need you to trust the Lord. You're talking too much. You're interfering too much. Like you just need to be present with the Lord and allow him to lead you. And God, you're you're involved too much. You're moving too much. You're talking too much. You're solving too much. And I was like, whoa. And I took his advice. I can't say I did it perfectly because obviously uh, (laughs) I, I tend to talk a little bit too much anyways. But I did really try to put it in check and try to grow in it. And, um, and, the, and the interesting thing as we, we kind of go through this uh, book is this book is so powerful, you know, and, and this truth that Job is trying to help us understand is as powerful of a truth as it was back then is as powerful right now. I mean, Job is in the midst of just unbelievable amounts of despair in all of his kind of friends and people in the in his life are 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 putting their input in right they're they're adding their input in instead right instead of just grieving with them they have such an amazing opportunity to be a friend to be present to be near 
but they choose a different route. Every single one of them in the book is thorough in helping us understand this dichotomy that's happening, the suffering, and then the problem solving of these friends. And it's it's really, really difficult to read and go, man, but here's what I've come to understand. Like, I have come to understand that this is pretty normal as it relates to suffering. And, and, and here's the thing that I know to be true, is that when somebody is suffering, when, when there's something difficult going on in someone's life and you're close to them, maybe you're not even if you're close to them, is that everyone has opinion. If, if everyone seems to have an opinion about what you should do when stuff is hard, when things aren't going the way um, that they should go. I, I have some uh, really close friends and... Um, and uh, in January, uh, their son was in the COVID ward. It wasn't good. He was in a really, really bad spot. And in, in fact, he, he, was, he was dying. Had him on a ventilator. It was really hard. It was really heavy. I talked about it just briefly in January. It was just so difficult. And, um, you know, as I kind of walked into the room, which I was surprised they even let me in, but they did. And I walked into the room and I just, I just told him that I was so sorry for what they were going through and, and that I was just brokenhearted with him, that I really didn't have any, any words. I was, just, I was just there, and I was hurting. And, and I, I just, as I sat there with them, they just started talking. They, they just started to describe how not only is the situation they find themselves in so painful, but the amount of people's opinions of what was going on with their son and what they should do and what they shouldn't do was far more painful. I mean, people were going like, why did you take him to that hospital? Did you know that that hospital, they kill people? And then, and then people were going, was he vaccinated? Well, you, this is, he's in this situation because he wasn't vaccinated. And then other people were going like, wait, you vaccinated him? Why did you vaccinate him? And this is probably why he's is the way he is. This is what's going on. And then, and then other people were like, no, 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 you need to give him this kind of medicine. Don't give them, don't give him anything that they say to, to give him. Don't you dare do that. Don't listen to any, and then on it. I mean, it's like, y'all, their kid is suffering and they are suffering and the last thing they need, right, is a bunch of postulants. They need presence. They don't need people postulating about what we sh- that they should do and what they shouldn't do. They, they need presence. They need silence. They need nearness. And it was just so painful to watch them go through. And I started thinking, like, this is happening to people all over the world. What? is going on and in this passage stood out to me because i just realized like we talk too much i i talk way too much and and here's the thing like we're not bad people like we're not bad people but this is true like it's not like even joe's friends are bad people but they just can't keep their mouth shut you know and what i have found and i think this is true is that most people genuinely, genuinely want to help. But when it comes to difficult situations, it's almost like we just can't handle it. Like we can't handle ourselves. We can't handle, a lot of times, if we're honest, we can't handle a good God that lets bad things happen to people. Now, it makes it even more complex if we would categorize 
people that are suffering as good people. Biblically, we would know there is no such thing as a good person and a bad person, right? <laughs> there is no such thing. And, and so, but it's what we do categorically is we go, it makes it exponentially hard going, there's such a good person. Why would God allow that to happen to such a good person, right? And most often in my experience, most people's pain, when other people are going through pain, right? It, what it does is it brings out our insecurities. It brings out our insecurities. And what do we do when that happens? We give advice. We give advice. And, and if we're honest, and I hope you are right now, I hope you're honest. Uh, I hope you're honest is that we give advice because we're trying to reconcile some kind of disbelief inside of us where it's almost like we're trying to problem solve on the fly, and we're trying to solve problems for people when people just want you to be with them in their pain. And here Job has lost all of his children. He's lost his possessions. He's lost his health. And he's suffering deep, deeply. And the people that are around him, these friends that are all around him, come in with their self-righteous syllabus of words. And what is Job's response to them? Oh, oh, that you would keep silent and it would be your wisdom. Essentially, please shut up. Please shut up. Because wisdom is found in silence. Wisdom is found in presence. And our words can be so painful, so painful to those who are suffering. But our silence, our silence can really, really be a wonderful, wonderful comfort to them. And they'll ask for it if they want it. Could you help me with this? What do you think about this? Wait for that. Wait for them to welcome you into that. Because here's the thing, when, when we don't speak, and I think this is so powerful, when we don't speak, we allow the Spirit of God to comfort and care for those who are hurting. And oftentimes, we're trying to be the Spirit of God in people's lives. We're trying to be the rescuer. We're trying to be the one that saves the day. No, let the Spirit of God do it. Let Him rescue. Let Him comfort. Just be present and this moment that i have in my mind of jesus is lazarus dies lazarus is close friends jesus is there with his friends and some disciples and and lazarus dies and jesus weeps he weeps god weeps with those who are hurting not well let me tell you and no 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 in this moment he weeps he's present with them And what does that say for you and me? What does that say about us? Because silence is not only golden, it's holy. Silence is holy. And we're inviting people in to allow the presence of God to comfort and to care for them. But God will use us through our presence. So the, the question is this, why do you struggle with silence? I think it's a great question. To wrestle through why do you struggle with silence father god we come to you tonight and we confess that we struggle to be quiet especially when people are hurting would you teach us to be quiet and to allow your spirit 
to lead and to guide those who are suffering and also teaching us to be present with those who are hurting. So take a breath, reflect, and believe the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Till next time, cheers.